0: Podcast, calvescorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of com. coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is uh, Tuesday evening, February the 23rd, 2016. Uh, about uh, 24 hours ago or so, uh, Virginia lost a uh, very crucial game down in Coral Gables, and we will no doubt get into conversation about that. Uh, results and what it means for the Cavaliers and um, whether Isaiah Wilkins will play which I'm sure will play a role in uh, our conversations uh, here tonight Um, but before we we get into that let me go around and introduce who we are Uh, out in Wadesboro David Spence welcome back to the
1: podcast sir thank you Brad David Spence who Dave's on the board at who Dave's on Twitter
0: and staff writer Justin Ferber is back on the podcast welcome back sir
2: hey what's going on guys
0: Hey, good to talk
2: to you. Hey, we're going to get into some Uh, good topics. Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter.
0: And Cavs Corner is also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the uh, occasional uh, witty banter. All right, so Virginia goes down to Coral Gables, and uh, everybody but Malcolm Brogdon laid an egg, true or false? No. Um, The the reaction to last night's results has been very interesting. I was was on uh, my usual spot on ESPN Radio 950 in Richmond today. And Greg Burton, who is a good friend of mine, uh, he had a very interesting angle or, I guess, uh, frame on it. And I kind of want to get your opinion because uh, I I vehemently disagree with him, and I'm curious what you guys think. He he basically framed it as in Virginia – like, that was, a lot, that was the first time this season where he thought Virginia had a – like, didn't – like, basically, uh, not laid an egg, but essentially, like, a, a game that they should have won that they didn't win. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell happened in Blacksburg and Atlanta and Tallahassee? I mean – to me, like last night was a game against a good team on the road. You had to play very well to win and, and they just didn't play very well as a team. Brogdon was uh, unconscious for a while, but as a team, they just didn't get it done. And and then he, he said, Well, they had a week to get ready. And I'm like, Well, just because like just because you if just because you know it's a big game doesn't mean you're gonna execute. Like, that's not how it works. Like Anthony Porn used to say, like, some other kids on scholarship too, like i I don't know, i just i i just i i wonder if if the general uh if folks out there, you know because Virginia didn't win a big game that all of a sudden, like, oh well, they clearly didn't want it or something I, I don't know what do you guys think Dave let's go let's start with you.
1: I mean anytime you you control your own destiny to win the regular season title and and lose, you know it's not good, but I mean the a c c is so much better this year if if going to the number 12 team in the country and losing is a sign that our team's got issues then a lot of teams got issues um, Look, the is just better this year we had a I thought we you know had a pretty horrific night and we still had a shot so I think if anything last night showed that even bad we're competitive. Um, maybe bad's too strong of a word, but even when we're off our game offensively, we still still in the game um, Now I, I'm not happy we lost but I'm certainly not. Yeah, the season's not over, good gracious. Right, yeah. That's a good team.
0: Well, Ferber, what about you? Chime in here. What are you you thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think – I mean, you could say it's a game that you thought UVA should win going in, I guess. But um, I don't think they ever were in a position where it was like this is their game. I mean, what was their biggest lead? Like two? Um, I mean, Miami led three quarters of the game, and they played at home. And Davon Reed made like 10 threes. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be hard to beat them on that kind of night, especially when you get nothing from your front court. In the first game, Toby and Gill combined for 27 points. And I don't even know how many points they had in this game, but it wasn't 27.
1: I think it was or, 10. Right. And, and how many of those were Gill's? Six. Six. Yeah. Which I think right.
2: he had six
0: at the half,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. He did. didn't
2: do anything in the second half, really.
1: So, they rebounded, yeah. but they didn't score.
2: I mean, Miami has one big guy, period. So when they spread you out on offense, and they really did a good job of kind of clogging things up and kind of packing it in like UVA does. But, um, I mean, it was like one guy kind of carried the team. Everybody else was standing around watching. So, I mean, I don't think I, – I, I'm not going to sit here and say I thought that they should have won the game. I mean, there was they they failed to execute a couple times down the stretch that maybe could have changed the game. I mean, Toby missed a layup that would have given him the lead late, but – um yeah, I don't agree with that.
0: Well, and the thing to me, and I mean, shoot, it, it it just seems like to me that in a lot of ways, this is what I told Greg Burton today. It just seemed like like Miami out Virginia, to Virginia, right? What do they do? They 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 were they basically allowed one guy to kind of go get his, and then force everybody else. You know what we're he's going to go he's he's going to go crazy, and that's cool. But you can't beat us unless the rest of you guys do something. And then nobody did anything. They. Rebounded well. Uh, they did not commit a lot of fouls. They played really stingy defense. They tried to get you make you uncomfortable as much as they could. And then what did the, and then offensively they they basically took advantage of their of their 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 strengths. I thought the you know, I thought they were uh, they were good on on using angel Rodriguez's dribble penetration uh, and kickout game. I thought, that a lot of a lot of what they did was what you expect them to do they just they just did it well they just executed and again yeah. it's a three point game on the road against a top 15 team i I just I, I don't understand like there was so much angst like I had yeah. people I had people coming at me on Twitter last night I mean just it, and and even on the board like what like I understand you're disappointed and that and that makes sense like I get it like you really you know what you were thinking like man game day's coming you're excited about the end of the season or you know what the only thing that I will say before I know Dave I cut you off there. Um, The one thing I will say is that if you were excited about the way Virginia responded to the Duke game, the way that they came out and beat state shut down Cat Barber, then they had a week to prepare. If you thought, okay, you were really excited about that. Okay, cool. And then also too, like if you're looking at this game and saying, this is what happens to us, you know, at the end of the season, this is what happens to us. If that's what you're thinking, I understand that that, that to me is understandable angst, but like this idea that like Virginia was, what are they supposed to do? Like, Lose Isaiah Wilkins. Toby doesn't give him anything, and they're just, what, supposed to steal? I mean, they had some guys that didn't perform well. But, like, we don't need to create, like, these – like, there was that whole thread about, like, Devin Hall. Like, oh he committed all these turnovers. He committed one turnover. (laughs) You know? Like, I saw John Rothstein, and I quoted that in the thread. Like, he's he's committed, like, 21 turnovers in 500-some-odd minutes. Like, if you want to say guys didn't play well, that's great. But we don't have to exaggerate. They don't have to be the worst thing ever, even if they didn't perform well. But that's just me, I guess. I don't know. Dave, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit on one p- point. I mean, we had a week to prepare whatever. I mean, we're, we're a team that plays um, you know, team basketball. A, a week off isn't always a good thing for a team that relies on synchronization as much as we do on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, a half step when we run that little flare screen and on offense is a big deal, you know, if you're timing just a tad off. And then you combine that with the fact that we lost Evan the day before now, you know, it's Evan, a game, Evan would have been huge last night just because of the matchups that Miami presents. And, you know, we had Reuter playing a, a good number of minutes last night. So it was a lot of things going against Virginia where they shouldn't have even been in that game. You know, Miami made 10 threes for goodness sakes. Um, you know, if you look at, if you just look at the box score you know, at the stats, it should have been a blowout. Um, and it wasn't, and that's just, you know, it's a sign of resiliency, and that's, that's kind of where we are. I mean, you, you can't throw out the fact that we won, except for the, you know, losing by, you know, losing, in quotations, at Duke, and and last night, you know, look, it's, they hit it, you know, a, a lucky three at the end of the first half, which, you know, it, you know a lot happens, but still, they won by three. Um, it's all it takes sometimes when when the there's a fine line like that, and, you can't overlook the fact that we double digited every everyone we played. Other than that, other than those two games, um, and the medium's kind of somewhere in there. And I think you know a lot of the Yanks. We've lost five games this year. We didn't lose. We lost four the previous two years combined. But yeah, you know, it's look. There's some the stuff that we worry about. Yeah, you know, we can't change it. We are kind of who we are. But luckily for us, we don't have to go up against an all-time great team to win a championship this year. Everyone's got flaws. It's just a matter of hoping they don't show up, um, you know, on a neutral court.
0: Mm. Ferber, chime in.
2: Yeah, Miami shoots thirty-one percent from three. So when they make ten, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat them. Yep. Um, they were like ten it, for twenty, right? Ten and nineteen. They were ten for seventeen late in the game. So I think that's where they ended up, unless they took a couple late threes. Yeah,
0: they were ten. They were ten for nineteen at fifty-two point six percent for the game. That's okay. pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah that'll that, do it. that'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. Especially like that's how you beat the pack line anyway. So yeah, I, I mean, mean, and that's
0: what I said in the thread, right? Is that the pack line's always going to give up threes? The question it's is just whether, whether you them. make them. Yeah, or not. exactly. And if you have a guy like Davon Reed, who to to this point in the season, hold on, I'm checking. In in, in this entire season, he's made 34 threes.
1: Yeah. Okay. He got those Zach Lede going on us last right.
0: night. He he's only made 22 in conference play. All right. That includes. The, what did he make last night hold on five i think yeah he made five last night so before last night he had made 17 and he made five last night like the scout didn't say davon reed's going to tear us up from 3 um now if i'm not mistaken and i'm, I'm going back to check this cuz i want to make sure uh they dealt with some with some foul trouble bef- in the first game and i think not having murphy for a lot of the game uh in that first matchup um uh, Changed them a little bit, so maybe what what we saw from Miami was a little bit more. Even though Jaquan Newton was hurt, and even though I'm not entirely sure Sheldon McClellan's actually hurt, like <laughs> like he kept. I've watched like a handful of Miami games the last couple weeks, and like I feel like every time I turn around, he like has some play where he may or may not have, should have made a different play, and he falls down, and then he lays there for a second, but inevitably, like two minutes later, he's up and he's running. You know, <laughs> and he doesn't seem to be impacted by it. But I mean, he played well. Uh, I thought. I mean, he didn't play. He didn't have a huge, massive game. But you know, neither did anybody except for you know Davon Reed and Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Um, yeah. So it, Miami made ten, 10 threes, scored twice as many points as we did from the free throw line. Um, I believe we had a couple less turnovers than they did.
0: Yeah. It was uh, but seven, they scored sixty four
1: points. Yeah. At home. Yeah. I mean, we we had two of our better defensive players out for a good portion of the game. One for the whole game and. One for the end, right? So, you know, Well, you know, it's it, funny you it's say that. About how you look at it, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I thought as Reed is going crazy, that that really was a spot where they missed Evan Nolte. Like it really was. Like Davon Reed is a much more athletic kid, but at six six two ten, you know, Evan is a better matchup for him than you know a Devin Hall or or Darius Thompson who are like six four, six four and a half. I know, I think they list list Hall at six five, but to me, it just seemed like. You know, a lot of what Miami wanted to do was kind of predicated on the fact that the referees were kind of letting them play, Um, and that and and for the first, it was weird because I thought Virginia generally in a game like that does well, but it's almost like they've gotten used to playing it the other way now, and so the the that flip flop just I mean they just they weren't able to be as physical as they need to be. Uh, I'm not really – there are two things that, that concern me coming out of this game as you look forward, not necessarily just to Saturday, but just the rest of the season, especially the postseason. One is, like I understand Zay got hurt, okay, so you, it's hard to – but he, they only got uh, – I think he played like uh, um, 20 – he still played like 29 minutes, I think, um, but he, he was one of four from the field. It, when you're not getting his offense, that's tough. But like Anthony Gill only took nine shots. And I just don't think – I mean, I understand he missed some bunnies. He was only three of nine. Um, I just don't think a guy like him, he's he got to get touches. And, and I wonder – and I'm going to throw this out there for discussion purposes. You guys tell me what you think. Has Malcolm Brogdon's ascendance been at the detriment of Anthony Gill's offensive game?
1: I don't think so. I mean you – know. They've never. I don't. I can't think of a game they both went off on. Though. I mean, I'm sure there's been one or two. I'm just missing them. But um, yeah, I don't think that's the reason Gill's struggling. I think we're just not very good getting the ball into the post. I mean, London, as good as he is, um, the, the way we, you know, way we run the offense, very, very rarely is that he on the same side as Gill, kind of trying to feed him down low. Honestly, some of the best touches Gill gets is off of Wilkins passing in. Right. So, yep. Yeah, I don't know if one's related to the other, but it sure would be nice if they both happened at the same time.
0: He had, Gil had a good game against Tech. He he was, I think, six of eleven from the field, had sixteen points, um, only had two rebounds in that game, but um, had a good one in that. And then the previous game was the uh, was the Pittsburgh game where he he had four points on two of seven shooting. Um, I just I, I don't know. For what do you think? I I kind of it's like. In, when Virginia, okay, let me back up a step Last night's game was 54 possessions Which, other than the Pittsburgh game I think were the slowest two games this season In college basketball And and I don't bring that up because I'm going to get into a pace discussion But I do think, though, that when you only have a certain number of possessions And Malcolm Brogdon goes off for 28 I mean, he's 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 out there And look, he took 11 shots He made 8 of them But he took, uh, excuse me, he took 18 shots Because he made, uh, in, from the field He made 12 of them but like eighteen of Virginia, so so think about that. Fifty-four possess. You know what I mean when you think in turnovers. Like when when you have a guy who's getting that many touches and that many looks, like you're not going to have a guy getting too many more. And so Gill had nine, and I wonder. It's not necessarily that that I think that that they've that they the offense is is shaded to Brogden, therefore you know he's just you know out there kicking tumbleweeds. But I, I think I wonder if. If when Virginia plays at its best, it's not when there's one guy dominating the thing it's when you it's when you it's like that Notre Dame game when you can't stop Gill inside and you can't stop Brogdon Perontas outside and you got no way to stop them both right It just seems like to me that that when Virginia could plays inside out they they're a much better team and it and it almost seems like that would also play to Brogdon's uh, ability right now because the more you kick it in and kick it out, the more the more Brogdon's able to do because guys are running at him versus you know what i'm saying versus him having to to create off the bounce which is not exactly a strength he's he's played at such a high level and he's at, he's got such a good feel for, i mean like that little that little uh curl in the i mean that thing last night was just money but it's hard to keep it open for so long because eventually like the, everybody just kind of starts to 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 gravitate towards it I don't know. What do you think, Ferber? Do you think that that Malcolm's ascendance or his 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 I guess predominance of touches has has hurt AG's offensive game?
2: Uh I, I don't know. I mean, you would think that it well, I'll say this. It shouldn't. Like I don't I don't know why it would. It seems like it would almost open things up a little more for him, but I don't know. It's just he's just been in a weird kind of funk lately. It's like he's not getting the shots, he's missing a lot of stuff around the rim, like Um, maybe teams are defending him a little differently and making him kind of do some different things, but even some of the shots he took last night were, like, well away from the rim. So, um, yeah, he's just not the same presence that he's been, but I don't understand why one player shooting more should... I mean, I guess unless you're looking at just pure volume. um, I don't think Malcolm really wants to take those shots unless he has to. And in games like last night, he felt like he had to. Right. So I, I think, yeah, but I agree. I think the best way is when you see that extra pass for the wide open dunk. I mean, that's what this offense is kind of predicated on. Right. And they just haven't been able to do that as much recently. And it's not like, I mean, it hasn't cost them a lot of games or anything. It's just something that you feel like the best version
1: of Virginia features. Right. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the bulls are better when Jordan wasn't the only one scoring. I mean, that's just kind of the, the way basketball is played. But if you look at not, not to poo poo your comment there, Brad, like I just did, uh, <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, you yeah, know, there's some validity in that, but if you look, you know, Wilkins only had, I mean, Gill only had non-shot attempts, but Toby had five, and they weren't playing together a lot, so that's 14 shots out of the post, and then Reuter had an attempt, so you know, well, but but also 15, two, you 15 out of the five spot. Ag
0: case. had two of those off of, two of his attempts came because he missed the first one. Remember that one scene uh, yeah, where he true. got his own yeah. rebound and put it back. Now, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault the kid for getting his own rebound and tipping it back in because I, I thought his tenacity was good. I'm just saying that, like, it's it, it would make sense to me, and I'm, I'm not even sure I believe that it, that that Brogdon's ascendance has hurt Ag, but in watching them play, I just don't get, I don't get the sense that any that that there's a time down the floor where they say, you know, what, we got to get Ag, we we got Ag's got to eat right now, um, and I wonder, one, I wonder where that where that trend started because that hasn't been the case all season. Um, You know, Tony's been talking about playing inside out for most of the year. It just seems like to me, you have bigs whose strengths are offensive, right on the offensive end of the floor. And I just don't get the sense that, especially like when the offense gets tight and, and guys are not able to come off screens and get, and get the looks they want. Like why not pull it back and, and run something so you get it inside I, I guess the, the maybe the thing is is that you never get the sense that once you post that, that you're going that he's going to kick it out and repost. You know what I mean? Like you can you can do a lot of that stuff. I just don't know. What, I, I guess my only question is why Virginia doesn't run more of it. Um, the other thing, the other problem I mentioned earlier that that there were two things that kind of stood out to me. The other was that like the supporting cast uh, beyond what I would call the the big three of this group, it was was really problematic last night. In a variety of different ways. You just didn't... Like, nobody else looked comfortable. Whether they were dribbling, whether they were shooting, uh, at the rim, it didn't matter. Nobody else looked comfortable, except for maybe Jared Reuter, who, <laughs> who just kind of got in the game because they had that weird, almost at the under 12 to get to the under 16 thing. And then... Uh, so Tony brings in a bevy of subs, and Reuter just goes in, make you know, a couple free throws and a bucket here. And... Uh, he looked he looked fine, but like everybody else looked like they were struggling, which is not what I expected from from this team, uh, given given the prep time. Now that might be something we can talk about in terms of you know the time away and da 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 da. da. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Virginia can't just my, like Malcolm Brogdon cannot go crazy every night to, and Virginia's going to win an ACC championship or an NCAA championship. Like it's going to take the entire group. Um and they gotta get more from that three of Hall, Shayok, and Thompson. It doesn't matter who the who, who the guy is that does more. All right. But that group was like they were O of O of four from the three point line. They made one, two, three, uh, three shots from the field. Uh from from, from two. So it's just like they gotta do better. And then in, in terms of in terms of defense, you just felt like too often those like that it was that spot that was hurting them a lot and i i wonder if part of that is nully being out i think part of it too is that like miami just did a, i think miami did a nice job of scheming it up um but look when you make 10 threes like your your offense is going to cook a little bit um and like dave said earlier it's like miami made 10 threes right um got to the line more um
1: out rebounded us out
0: rebounded them and, and they only lost by 3 on the road like and, and if you, you could really make the argument that they're late, it, it looked like Virginia was gonna, you know, was gonna sneak back into it.
1: Yeah, let's uh, not. Let's. We were avoiding the. LF. We had a point blank layup, you know, that mm-hmm. that Toby missed. It should have put us in the lead and yep. changed. Yeah.
0: You know. Would have changed the entire complexion of the game.
1: Yeah. Because so
0: how much time was left when he missed that?
1: Like thirty seconds, I think. So then I mean, the it defi- wasn't much.
0: Yeah. Then they had to foul, right?
1: Yeah, we fouled right away. They hit both, and then we came back down and. London couldn't. We couldn't get Brogdon open, and then London took it to the rack. And we yeah, and you know what? That's a you something. know. I think
0: also too maybe the way that the game ended um, from that from the Toby miss on Virginia was kind of d- of a dumpster fire, and I don't mean yeah. that to be mean. I'm just saying like you know Toby misses a bunny that would have put you the lead. Then they they give you the opportunity. You come down. You need a three. They were very very like not non urgency. You know, no sense of urgency bringing up the floor. Okay. But you didn't get a shot you wanted, and then you're just basically left with a with a layup that they yeah, essentially when, gave when you.
1: When was the Brogdon step back three and all this? Do y'all remember? That was before Toby's miss, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there was four really, three really bad possessions, and you know I even thought the last possession. You I mean I don't know why everyone else was under the basket if we were going to let London dribble No, up, no,
2: no, no, wait. I think Toby
1: no, missed with no. more time than Brogdon missed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brogdon had the Yeah, because Brogdon's three would have would have given three them the was lead. For the tie. No, no, because they were up two, right? Oh, weren't they okay. up
1: two? Oh yeah, then they went 1-1. One on one. Yeah,
0: it was yeah, they were one up two. two. Brogdon took the three. And it was probably the I mean, it wasn't a bad shot. It just wasn't a great shot. It was a crazy quick. I little bit thought he should have
2: caught it when he when he caught the ball. Yeah, he he, he did like, like a little step back. And then yeah. McClellan was on him, but I think he would have got it off and it would have been a better look. Yeah. But I mean the yeah, way he's he Yeah,
1: three uh twenty three seconds left that bounced off down to
0: That's right, yeah. So it just seems like to me like you know, they had the opportunities to win the game. I mean, it wasn't like they got drilled by twenty five, you know, like and what and that's the that's the crazy part. A team that got drilled by 25 two nights later came out and won a game against a top 5 team to put themselves in the driver's seat to win the ACC championship. Regular season that, championship.
2: Well, I think what that is is Miami in, in a way is a lot like UVA where they're really good at home and then on the road they're not. Like they got drilled by North Carolina but if you look at their splits home and away, it's like they're they're like UVA. Like they lost to NC State on the road. Uh they played some close. They they beat Georgia Tech by a couple of points on the road. I know Georgia Tech's playing better. Right. Um, they lost to Clemson on the road, but they beat Duke at home pretty comfortably. They beat UVA at home. Uh, I think they're they haven't lost at home. No, so, yeah, except they for that Northeastern yeah, game. Yeah,
0: they haven't they haven't lost an ACC game at home. Right. But you're right. They lost at UVA. Lost at Clemson. Lost at State. Lost at Carolina.
2: And then they've had a bunch of close games on the road that they won.
1: What but I think be- they're second in the country and wins against the Kim Palm Top 50 right behind us. Um, yeah, they have a bunch because they have some in the non-conference as right. well. They're 4-2 and two against the Top 25, which is
2: But I, I think North But I think North Carolina is still in the driver's seat just well, because Miami yeah. still has to go to two Louisville and two Notre Dame. Yeah, that will – well that's or no, maybe one of those is at
0: home. No, no, they gotta play at they gotta play they get Notre Dame, uh excuse me, they get Louisville at home okay. uh on Saturday, but then they go to Notre Dame and then to Virginia Tech. So they're kinda their their schedule's a lot easier because they get Louisville at home and then they got I mean, Notre Dame's not an easy win. Matter of fact, Kim Palm has them losing it, but and hell he only has he only has them as a sixty nine
2: point win probability at tech. How crazy would be though? I think they could could lose that game. Just saying.
0: Well, no, they could lose both (laughs) those last two. Because I mean, like, I think you're right. You know, they're just not a very good team away from home. Uh, They beat, let's see, in the ACC play. All right, they beat Boston College, which come on. Then they beat uh, Georgia Tech by seven, uh, and beat Florida State by two. Um, Other than that, they they've lost all their road games in the in conference. Um, yeah, so that, we're not much better. So. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, it's <laughs> yeah. a good. He's, he's. He, I think that's a good point. Is that the two are similar? So what you get, uh, what you get on March 2nd in in, in South Bend, and what you get March 5th in uh, in Blacksburg is is going to be interesting. Um, Carolina, maybe you're right. Maybe Carolina is is uh, is in a better spot. Um, to well, they have
2: one fewer loss, than they have the tiebreaker over Miami.
0: True. True, but see, I think I think Carolina. I guess I'm I'm under the assumption Caroline's going to lose Friday night, or Saturday night, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and then they
2: could lose to Duke again.
0: That's true. Well, that's the thing is, it, I mean, and hell, would you be would you be totally shocked? NC State could be. That's what I was going to say. If you would you be totally shocked if if Cat Barber goes off? Uh, against uh, against them on, on uh, tomorrow no because they're
1: not going to guard him so he's well that's what I'm saying and well, then also
2: like, like that's like that's a rivalry like NC State's going to take that game very seriously
0: yeah I mean in in a lot of ways that's going to be their super <laughs> and they're
2: playing better so
1: is it bad that I really don't care that if we win the regular season I mean, I want I told, us to play told, well
2: but I told Brad or somebody the other day that I almost kind of think it'd be better for UVA to be the two seed for a couple different reasons I mean you want that title but. I, mean, yeah, if, I prefer if, the like, times if, at two C place Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, um, and that's that's one of my big reasons is I think that those noon games are cool and all, but like if you get that seven o'clock game in D C, it's going to be like J P J North, yeah, against pretty much anybody that they play.
1: And you got to like Virginia on a quick turnaround over most of the teams that end up with in a second second round, because I think what well, they go play seven it on Friday night, and then they would I mean on Thursday night, and they would play it. Oh, actually, it'll be that. You'd play at seven on
2: Thursday night, and then Friday night you'd play. If you're in the semis, you'd play at nine thirty.
0: Yeah, I got to defer to Ferber because honestly, I'm still trying to work out like where I'm sleeping during the (laughs) ACC tournament. So
1: I know (laughs) where I'm sleeping. My mind
2: has not my mind is not connected
0: to uh, my mind has just not connected to it uh, to it yet. Uh, But yeah, I would not be surprised to see uh, Carolina lose that game. I mean, look, Carolina has four games left at NC State, at UVA, Syracuse at home, at Duke. They could lose three of those games, and would you really be? I mean, you'd be shocked, I guess, if they lost four in a row. But I mean, would you really be shocked if if they slip up at, 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 and and Cat Barber goes nuts and whatever? All right, so then they come to to on Saturday night. Virginia gets its revenge, you know, get does to to them what what Miami did to Virginia. Then they they get Syracuse at home. It's two days later, you know, they're they're not shooting it well because they're they're playing. You know, Syracuse has the is playing its two three. And then they got to go to Durham, and I mean, listen, that's not an easy an easy slate. It's you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, I think, for them. So I guess, and you're right, they might Miami might not necess- might hold the tiebreaker, um, but they might not need it. I mean, it's it I don't know the the way it, it plays out. My question, I guess, let's let's focus on Virginia, Dave. Let's start with you. After last night, where do you see this thing going for the Cavaliers?
1: Yeah, I think they win Saturday. Um, it's it, uh, Saturday. I w- I probably would have picked us win regardless. Um, I think the Clemson game. Yeah, the uh, I don't really they, see us losing again. I mean, I'm they, trying to I'm they, trying to, trying to talk myself into a loss, but I just don't see one.
2: Clemson lost um, the Georgia Tech, by the
1: um, way. Yeah, Clemson. That kind of almost assures us a double bye, Um With I guess Pitt could sneak in there.
2: Yeah, and you got to go. You got uh, go to go fake still, Clemson. It's a five team so. race. Because Notre Dame and, and Duke both have five league losses.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, I was Clemson was six, weren't
2: they? Spot teams, if you don't count Louisville.
1: Yeah, yeah true. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's tough to see this team losing at home. They haven't done it in a long time. You know, if there's one team I think it could get us, it would, it would be Carolina. They've definitely got the talent. And, you know, whether or not um, Wilkins can play, I think, will play a huge role in in that game. Um, all the, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to say but you know I, I think Carolina hurts us with the post trap. Um maybe we don't post trap so much with that. Well that's a, yeah um, that's
0: well that's the thing is that like to me and and I kind of got touched on this in the thread today asking about post traps but like like a team like like Carolina like I would make them shoot until they could prove to me that they could shoot it. Yeah. I would much rather ta- I would much rather uh, Nate, uh Joel Berry um and uh, Marcus Page and, uh, and um, Nate Britt uh, Justin Jackson even I, like I, The way that they've shot it this year Okay, I would much rather Them taking threes than letting Bryce Johnson Go to work on somebody Especially if Wilkins is out Now the problem that you run into if Wilkins is out Is who post traps and, 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 and how much distance do they have to cover
2: um, and also yeah. just protecting the boards. Yeah, that's Bryce the other Johnson. thing too.
0: Because Bryce Johnson is, a, is 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 incredible on the offensive glass. That's going to put Tony in quite a quandary. Because let's be honest, I don't think I don't think Isaiah Wilkinson is going to play.
1: If he doesn't play, I mean, I think we need we probably have to score eighty to win that game. Um, just because Carolina is good and they're big. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't Kobe think that's impossible at home against their Mike, defense. Th- Mike's going to have to show up and play.
0: Well, yeah. they 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 do a, a, a good Toby game. Um, but here's the thing. All right, so North Carolina, uh, in terms of three point percentage, uh, as part of their offense, like three hundredth in the country,
1: which means they'll hit ten Saturday. Night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like I would, I would post trap them until they can prove they can hit them, and then I would take it out. Then I would take you out of it. Then I would, then I would unleash Brogdon on whoever you need to, and, and play it away. Um, my guess is, is that you know, part Marcus Page has not been has not had uh, the senior year that most of us expected him to have. I mean, the fact that he's barely getting any mention for like any postseason award tells you all that. Um, the interesting thing to me is what's still going Carolina's still trying to find its starting lineup and shit and stuff. Woo. Um, <laughs> woo. man, that was woo. close, wasn't it? Um, that was a hot take. They, they're still looking they, you know Roy's up here talking arguing with 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 people on on TV networks about whether he's gonna retire. like I know they just I know that they just went and drilled somebody. You know, but they've still lost three of their last six, um, and again, they still have a tough game to play Wednesday night. Whereas Virginia will have the benefit of some rest, um, which <laughs> maybe rest isn't. Well, actually, rest might be what these guys need because of Nulty's foot and and Wilkins's Wilkins's dome. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I've, I've said for a long time I thought Virginia matched up better with Carolina than they did, you know, with you know with Tack or Georgia Tech or whoever, and I still find that to be true. Um, because Carolina is still going to play a traditional lineup, you know they're still trying to figure out whether they play, you know whether it's going to be Isaiah Hicks, is Kennedy, what's Kennedy Meeks giving them, you know. Um, but I think Justin's onto something. Like you got to watch the offensive glass; that might be the the key to this matchup. Um, and at the same time, like I just I don't know. I, I, it's almost like the Miami loss to me almost guaranteed a Virginia win over Carolina. And maybe maybe Carolina goes and they lose to NC State, and so all of a sudden they're <laughs> hungry again. But does anybody really think that if if Virginia if if Carolina goes drills Miami by twenty five beat State even if it's even if it's close that they're going to come to Charlottesville all hungry? Nah, man, that's not who they are. They're charming, soft, dude. Um, I I mean, look, hats off to them for responding from that Duke loss by drilling the crap out of Miami. Um, that's a that's a that's impressive. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but like. If they, if, they, if they go out and, and run the table, then I'll be impressed. But, like, I just – I mean, again, I, I still think that team is flawed. Um, there's something going on with that group. There's too much talent on that floor for them to be having the issues that they've had this year. Um, so, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, what do we think about what we saw last night and if that has any bearing on the postseason?
2: I don't think it has much bearing on the postseason.
0: Why do you why why do you why do you say that? Because I'm going to argue with you, but go ahead.
2: Um, I mean it. Well, I I kind of see where you're coming from. I mean, it gives you some things to worry about. I mean, they can't like you said, they can't have role players that just go silent. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of a one-off result. I mean, I thought Miami played decently. Uh, I thought UVA played poorly. It was still close. It was on the road. You don't have to play on the road in the postseason, so. Um, not too worried about it. It hurts your seating and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I didn't see anything that like. I mean, I've seen them do this kind of stuff before. I guess so. I'm not really like blown away by anything that happened last night.
0: Well, the reason the reason I say that, and Dave will will get your side of this in a second, but the reason I say that is because it's very Virginia to win. You know, uh, nineteen games out of out of twenty three, twenty two. Right, and then lose two of the two of two of three, and then be setting up for a game day game. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the way things work the last couple seasons. But you know, during that seven game winning streak, I really felt like as they as we got into February, that Virginia was kind of was really starting to hit a stride, and they were starting to peak at the right time. You know, the the issues that I saw in Durham and last night in, in Coral Gables, to me. Are the kinds of things that cause teams to lose in the NCAA tournament, right? Nobody else is making shots. Nobody else seems comfortable taking shots. Uh, offense can't get looks for its bigs. Uh, having to rely too much on one guy. Uh, running up against a good team. Now, I, I think Dave is on to something too about this neutral floor thing. Like, you know, give me give me Virginia and and, and a neutral floor. Um, and so clearly, that's going to be a thing going forward. The the two things that will be interesting to watch for me, okay. One is the ACC tournament's in DC, and I don't know how that's going to change things, but it ain't going to be Greensboro. Um, I mean, I guess we, we, we can't have Greensboro, um, even though we just all, bring the tea. Even in, though and we do. all, even though we all want it. Um, then two, as long as Michigan State isn't in the bracket, <laughs> as long as Michigan State isn't in that side of the bracket, you know, it's going to be about matchups. We have talked about that a lot, right? Um, but if they run into a team built like Miami right with a with, with some with some athletic long pieces runs runs some some good offensive action but plays really stingy defense when they want to like that could see that being a problem for them and so the reason I say that it's kind of concerning to me is that that's what that's been the recipe for why they've been bounced the last two years and you were hoping that you got past some of that this year especially with the the way the offense has been so efficient um I, I don't know. I, 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 I need to, I need to see him kind of rebound in a, in a pretty decisive way. What do you think, Dave? I mean,
1: look, I, I didn't see anything last night that we haven't dealt with all year. It's just, you know, when you're on the road, the margin of error is much, it's much smaller. Um, I mean, look, you're not going to trust me on a neutral floor. You're not going to, the other team's not going to have 10 more free throw attempts than you do. And you can, uh, Look, people can say there's no bias to the home team all they want. It's in the, you know, we get the benefit of it in in JPJ. I mean, we played West Virginia on a neutral floor, a a team that, you know, presses and has high energy. We ended up with the exact same number of free throws and fouls called. I mean, that's just, you know, a a crowd does a lot on, on officiating. And I think, um, I mean, take away two free throws last night, and it's a whole different ball game at the end. You take away. You know, Miami only hits, you know, 48% of their threes. They don't win. I mean, there's nothing or last night. just that
2: one runner at the end of the first half.
1: Yeah, yeah, or that one runner. I mean, margin error is, is so thin when you're on the road to start with. And, you know, if – look, I think we all agree, you know, I'm kind of coming at this from saying – I'm um, kind of looking at this coming from the point of, you know, realizing Virginia has some issues going into the game regardless of win or loss – Um but like I said earlier, every team out there does. If you – I mean, you go watch some of these teams play – you'll watch Oklahoma play at home and then watch them on the road except for the Kansas game, and I can't figure out what they are. Um, it's just it's just going to be a – you know, when you're talking big picture in the, in the NCAA tournament, it's all going to be about matchups. Um, I personally think, you know, what will make us, you know, win or lose is is not so much to play a Brogdon, Perrantes, Gill, or Toby. I think it's that – you know, you, t- you touched on it earlier, it's it's the production out of that three spot. Um, if you're not getting some threat of scoring from there, that person gets to either, you know, slouch off and help in the post or they get to come out and help get the ball out of Brogdon or Peronte's hands. You know, when we have a good performance out of Gill or Shayok, we're pretty much unbeatable. I mean, not Gill, um, Hall or Shayok. We've been pretty pretty tough to beat this year. So I think that's the key going forward and, you know, and getting Wilkins back healthy, obviously.
0: Well, the one thing you, you, you actually, I think mentioned this like right in the open, um, that I, that I do want to touch on. You said in a year where they're like nobody else in college basketball is good. Um, or something to that effect. Didn't you? I feel yeah. like you did. Okay, yeah. good. I'm not crazy. I hate when I'm crazy. Um, you're right. Like the, it, there, there, are, there are no like great teams that are going to be meeting them in the, in, in, in the round of whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Like actually Virginia's just one of those teams that everybody's like, "Okay, they're pretty good." You know? There are no like, "Oh man, you do not want to play so and so." Now, that might change over the last week and a half plus the conference tournaments. You know, somebody just might go crazy. But there's just nobody that you're really worried about. Yeah. Um and so I think that if you're going to have a year where you do have a guy who gone is going pretty crazy on both ends and you do have some interesting pieces that sometimes can really can really step up for you. This might be the one, you know you you might need to be more consistent, you know, you might need to be deeper in other years, but this one you might you know this might be enough um, to to get to that you know that elite eight final four range. Um, and they've had the experience and I think that's a big piece too. and, and I guess too, at the same time, why it kind of concerns me that they have some of these issues on the road because you would think with these guys having been through the arenas they've been through and how many times that they've had to go through that 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 they wouldn't have those issues, but they have. They, they kind of largely had exercised some of them. Um, but, you know, a, a diet of a, what, uh, a, a prayer in Winston-Salem, a beatdown in Louisville, uh, and then a kind of a, a very methodical beatdown in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, does that mean they're a good team away from Charlottesville still? I'm not sure. You know, I mean, I understand that Virginia, you know, won some games in Charleston on a neutral floor, came back and, and beat West Virginia on a neutral floor. But other than that, I mean, the, the best teams that they've played away, um, other than Louisville, uh, you know, kind of remain to be seen. Um, so that's why I think this next, you know, that 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 game in Clemson, to, or excuse me, fake Clemson, um, to me is, is 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 almost important as as the other two. And I fully understand that like all of them matter. But I'm just saying, like, from a standpoint of looking forward, like if you, you that, like, that's going to be like the perfect like a perfect like stand-in for what they're going to experience in this in the NCAA tournament right they're going to play a team going to be not ranked um but somehow made it in because they you know have a decent season uh hungry for the win looking to upset you it's not their campus but maybe they still have a pretty good crowd you know it's going to be a very kind of uh interesting um analogy you know what I mean like for what it would be like to play in Raleigh um Mm -hmm. You know, if you had to play somebody who wasn't that far away, um, so I, I don't know that that one to me is going to be interesting. But they obviously have the, the big one with Carolina. Uh, we don't normally do picks on the podcast. Um, says we're gonna we're gonna basically talk about the Carolina game as if uh, as if we're just gonna. I guess let's all assume that they that they beat NC State, but it's not like dramatic. Um, that it's just a solid like eleven point win. Nobody gets hurt, and all things are being equal. Uh, Dave, I guess for we have to you know how like on uh game day like they don't let Herb Street pick the game he's calling. <laughs> we can't let Ferber pick it because he's going to do the preview on Thursday. So we we're 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 going to we're going to we're going to let him start with we'll, we'll let him start with some game thoughts the way they do Herb Street. But what do you think some of the keys are uh, and don't spoil the preview cuz we want people to read the damn preview, but like where what are you feeling like some some keys are to that game Ferber?
2: Uh I think the biggest key is not repeating what they let Carolina do to them in Greensboro last year, which was a lot of driving to the basket, uh, just good offensive sets by Carolina where they just found ways to get down the lane with Jackson or Page, and then they gave up a lot of second chance points. I think uh, Bryce Johnson had like 15 or 17 rebounds in that game or something crazy like that. Um, He was kind of like angry Bryce Johnson in that game, and and Page hit a couple of threes, but most of their damage was done by just getting to the basket. And then they needed kind of Brogdon to take the game over at the end to even have a chance uh, late down the stretch there. But that's the kind of stuff you have to uh, avoid. I mean, if you're going to let them, like you said, if you're going to let them beat you, let it be from three. Um, don't do don't give up second-chance points. Don't let them get to the line too much um, and make their threes contested. And then on the offensive end, just like do your normal stuff Um, Carolina's defense is pretty bad About getting set so maybe a little bit more Transition than you normally see Um, And then you know just attack where they're vulnerable Which is pretty much everywhere but especially Bryce Johnson Um, he's A very poor defender so I I mean you got I mean Roy Williams makes jokes About it so uh, I mean I would I would try to go after Him as much as possible try to get him in foul trouble And uh, take it from there
0: All right, Dave give me Your give me your pick for for Saturday and why that's right. I'm you to pick, one, that's right. I'm but asking see, you to pick. a game several days. I
1: don't, I don't. know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Assume. Gracious. Assume Wilkins doesn't They're play. They're sitting there like five minutes before the game before they had to make this pick.
0: Well, that's that's okay
1: because because no one millions aren't listening. Right. Hey, um. you don't know what our numbers are.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So assume that Wilkins doesn't play, but let's let's just say Nolte does play. Let's say Nolte's able to, to 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 make it work somehow.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean. I, I have a hard time seeing us keeping Carolina in the 60s. I still think Virginia wins. I expect London to come out, um, you know, just with a chip on his shoulder after playing bad um, poorly last night. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, he, he seems to perform well against Marcus uh, overall. Um, trying to find those. Yeah, I think we're going to win by a couple a couple possessions. I'll go, but I think it's going to take over 80 points, like I said earlier. So I'll give, Eighty five seventy nine of Virginia. That's
0: what. All right. I, so I, I kind of take th- the over. I <laughs> take the over. Um I like I I like Virginia by six. Um, like like seventy five, sixty nine, somewhere in the ballpark. Um I guess I did the math in my head to make sure that was six. Um The thing to me is consistent teams can beat Virginia. Okay, or if you can't be consistent, then you have to be crazy talented. all right? the, the upsets of the upsets of Virginia had earlier in the season, I, I, I don't think you can use them as um, as a basis for anything now. I think this team is a different team now. Now, clearly without Wilkins, if we're going with that he doesn't play, that changes the dynamic, but i I, I don't like. I don't like Carolina's offense against Virginia's defense because I feel like when Carolina can't be who Carolina is, uh, they they don't know how to respond. Um, they are much, very much a fish out of water. And they just kind of flop around. Um, and I feel like one of the mistakes that Miami made against them in Chapel Hill was they tried to out Carolina Carolina, um, and that just you know obviously didn't work well for them. To me, I see Virginia winning this game because one, I I don't know, I don't know defensively what they're going to do with Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, you could look at Miami and say, "Oh, well, you know, Miami's going to do this," or they might, you know, uh, or whatever. What's what? What the hell is Carolina going to do with him? Um, and I also think that Anthony Gill is 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 going to he's he's going to regress back to the to the average, which in 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 his case is going to be somewhere in that double double stand. I, I I don't like that Wilkins isn't playing, but I wonder if this isn't a game where Toby can help him out. As long as he, you know, he doesn't get in foul trouble, but I, I just, again, I don't, I don't know who's going to stop Brogdon, and I don't think you're going to get uh, two, you know, where two games where the where the supporting cast is totally out out to lunch. Um, plus, it's at home, and I feel like Virginia plays really well at home. So there you go, boom. <laughs> Ferber, feel free to feel free to copy all of that and just put it in the in the preview. Work done. Done. Um, so I feel like that's a, a good place to, to put a pin in it. I uh, want to thank everybody out there for their continued support of the podcast. Um, the transition over to iTunes has been fun. Um, it is very weird to upload it um, and then like have it post within like a minute, <laughs> as opposed to doing it like the night before or whatever. Um, so thank you everybody out there who supports the show and, and listens. Thank you very much for that. Thanks to um, uh, Dave and, and, and Ferber for being back on the show uh although at one point uh is this the first time we've all had all three of us back
1: when's the last was the previous probably third three or four podcasts ago
0: yeah it's been a while so it's good to get the group together feels feels good um so thank you guys for 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 being with us uh and uh i'm wondering what so what let's see so next week there's a game tuesday night so i guess we'll do a podcast on wednesday it'll post thursday uh, and then the, the season wraps up. I guess we'll do one more after that for the ACC tournament preview. Um, then I get to crash with Ferber for three days or four days um, for the ACC tournament. And there there ought to be some good podcast stories out of that. Um, we can
2: just record here.
0: No. Well, you you know what? We could. We could totally do like a during-the-tournament preview. Uh, Cavs Corner podcast. Dave will be so salty that, that we're going to I'm tournament. already salty. I just got literally just got salty. <laughs> just the idea of Ferber I'd be at the at the at the at the tournament and texting Dave. He to be so pissed. Um we we won't do that, Dave. actually we totally will do that. Um anyway. All right. So let me wrap this up. Uh for David Spence, for Justin Ferber, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.